What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 69, where it is my honor and privilege to introduce two special guests joining this episode, and that is former SVSU football players and current Valdosta State commit Jake Dorn and his friend UMass commit Marcellus Anderson. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you, um, you know, having both of us on here. I know it's been a minute since you you and I have connected, but we were able to see each other the other day, and um, I'm just looking forward to sharing a little bit of knowledge and helping you out as well build up uh, this podcast and get some recognition, so I appreciate you having me on here. Yep, same here, bro. Can't wait to learn more about you and answer any questions you have for me, Jake, and I can't wait to get going. Yeah, absolutely. So... Everyone kind of has a different path to the sport of football. Like some people might have like a parent that played or they might have joined a little later on in the sport. Can you kind of talk about how you end up joining the sport and maybe like falling in love with the sport so that you were willing and able to play at a school like SVSU, that's Division Two. Yeah, I would just say that I started playing. I just like started watching it super young. I started playing like in like seventh grade, so middle school. And then I basically just really loved it. And then I always knew I wanted to play college and then it led me to SBSU. And then I met some great people along the way. And that's where we're at now, Jake. Yeah. Mine was a little bit different. I grew up, I, I didn't play football until ninth grade, played primarily baseball um, and basketball. And eventually I grew a little bit bigger and, decided I should try to throw on the pads and um, had some had some setbacks along the way um, I mean throughout high school went through a couple you know two different ACL tears but um, at the end of the day it was still my best opportunity to get to college and play a sport and continue on doing that I've always loved sports growing up um, eventually got a you know got a call from Saginaw one of the little, the very little amount of schools that I was getting recruited by, but they gave me an opportunity and ran with it. Um, like Marcella said, I was able to meet some of my best friends to this day and moving forward. Um, and over the five years that I've been there, I was able to develop connections with people that will last a lifetime. So, Awesome. So it sounds like you both have a little bit of a different path, but it seems like you both just end up falling in love with the sport pretty early on. And you knew that you wanted to play in college and it helped you achieve where you're currently at and going in the future. Because like I talked about, you guys are now transferring out of Saginaw Valley. We'll talk a little bit about that later on and why you are doing that. But like you guys were talking about, each person has a different path and that also can impact recruiting. And like you were talking about, Jake, you were saying there was very few schools or a couple of schools looking at you and Saginaw Valley gave you a chance. So what was kind of like that recruiting process like for both of you? And once you got to SBSU, how much different of a game of football was it compared to what you had in high school? For me, recruiting in high school was probably at the bare minimum between injuries and not being able to attend any camps in the summer. Basically, I was just trying to get through 
the seasons to get tape out there for schools to take a look at. A lot of schools, after seeing me being hurt, didn't really give me a whole lot of an opportunity, not much of a chance. Um, obviously, I'll always be appreciative that, that Saginaw saw something. Um, and ultimately, for me, it was just getting my foot in the door. I knew what I was capable of, but I just hadn't been able to show it in high school because of trying to rehab and get back to where I needed to be. And once I got there, the level of football is obviously drastically different from high school. But, I mean, you have a choice. You quickly become accustomed to the type of guys that are there, the size, the strength, and the speed. Or, you know, you dwindle your way out. And it goes to show, I think, Marcellus can correct me if I'm wrong, but we came in with 42 guys in my in our class in 2018 and after you know this past season I think we ended with around six or seven maybe a couple that were done the year before that so it's it's a different type of football but I'll be honest when you when you get there it's about just finishing finishing out what you started and sticking through it and honestly all seven guys that stuck through it or a couple more past that ended up playing I honestly don't think there was one that didn't it's like there was talent, yeah, there was skill, yes, but ultimately it was just consistency and if you did the work, you got rewarded and you played in some way, shape, or form. So that's that's my comment on that. Yeah, I would I would basically agree with everything Jake said. Like my recruiting was super similar. I went to a super small high school in Indiana. Not super small, like pretty small though. And then um we didn't throw the ball much, so I didn't really have any pass pass setting tape on film that was something that college coaches didn't really like so I didn't have as much one like interest as I wanted I ended up finding Saginaw it was really good obviously I'm super thankful that I found it because I met some of my best friends here and then kind of like Jake said like I think it's one thing that was super important to me and like my mom told me is like no matter where you go like just finish like what you started no matter how hard it gets for you and like Jake can attest to, like it's been hard at times. Obviously, like you don't win as much games as you want, or you don't do get the accolades that you want sometimes. But like at the end of the day, like deep down, you know, like you finished what you started. You're gonna get a degree. You played a high level football. I mean, there, we ha- played with guys that are in the NFL. We played against guys that are in the NFL. So like, I mean, this is super cool. Like memories that are gonna last forever. I think that one thing that I took away from it is like there's levels of hard work that you need to like put in kind of like Jake was saying, like you either find a way to cuss to like the plane, whether it's size, speed, strength, anything like that, or like you just aren't going to play and you like kind of dwindle out. Like he was saying how our numbers like went down silly, but surely I think that was just super cool for like the last nine to 10 guys to see like, okay, like these are the cats that were basically all in since day one, August 5th, 2018. I remember the first day, like those guys that were in it from day one are, were the ones that played and got all the accolades this past season. So I think that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. And it really seems like your guys' class over the four or five years you guys were there really continued to improve every, every single year. And I think part of that is – pretty unique and awesome to see because you guys experience something that happens in sports, but people don't really necessarily talk about, and that's coaching changes. Your head coach when he was hired was Jim Collins, and he was the guy that gave you that chance. 
But at the end of it, your head coach was Ryan Brady. So you had two different head coaches. Can you kind of talk a little bit about like how the two different coaches coach and if they had a very similar style or if they had very different coaching styles? Because as we see in football, there's not one way to coach a football team. There's multiple. Like you can be an excellent O's guy or you can be a more motivational type of guy. You can go first, though. Go ahead. Um, I would. I didn't actually play any playing time for Jim Collins, so I was redshirted the only year he was here for me. But like being recruited by him and like just like seeing the way he coached, I knew that he was a like really heavy offensive minded guy, and like he really wanted to like throw. I thought he was like super heavy in the throwing the football and like getting it downfield to the open guys. I mean. I thought he was a hell of a football coach. I literally don't have a bad thing to say about him. Obviously, I don't really know what, like, it was like to be coached by him on the field. But, like, what I saw from standing on the sidelines, I thought he was a great coach. I thought that he treated everybody the same, which was super, like, good to see because you don't see that too often. Just treating everybody with the same level of respect, no matter if they played zero snaps or 100 snaps for you. Like, he was all about showing people respect and – making sure that everybody was included and like he truly like he was here for like 12 years when I first got here. So like he really knew what it meant to like be like a Saginaw Valley state, like, you know, just be what it's like to be on campus and like everything it was to be like a Cardinal, like it meant a lot to him. So like I knew he was a good guy. And then I would say coach Brady is like one of like my favorite guys too. Like he was a heavy offensive minded guy. He coached some defense at Ferris, but I knew like at the end of the day, he wanted to be a defense or an offensive guy. He really ran the whole offense this past year. We were like third in the league for it. I thought he was a really good play caller. I think that he tried doing some stuff that worked over at Ferris when he was coaching the offense. So I thought that was a good idea too. I mean, I think that he is one of the best football coaches I've ever been around. I think that he knows how to like get his players motivated. And I think that he is someone that I look forward to building a relationship with for years to come. Like I would coach with him one day if the opportunity ever came and that's about it. Um, yeah. So obviously we came in the same year with coach Collins. He, the word I would use for him, he was able to facilitate. I think he was a, he was kind of operated at like a business he let his coordinators do a lot, um, and he knew that, especially him being offensive-minded and me playing defense. I didn't do a whole lot with him. Our interactions were relatively slim, especially during the season, but he was a class act guy, um, never hesitated to ask how you were doing. Um, you could have a conversation with him at any time. Like I said, I didn't deal primarily with him on the field because he was more – centered towards the offense um, but the the only season we were there we were eight and three and we had a really solid team and it was neat to see how he used his assistants and let them do their job like take care of their position groups hold everybody accountable and uh, I really enjoyed playing for him it was definitely tough to see him go that was um that was by far probably the biggest shock of being at Saginaw was the day that he left. But ultimately, you always have to do what's best for you and look out for yourself and your family. And, and that's just what he was doing. And I know he's doing really well now. Coach Brady, first thing I have to say about him 
is I will forever be grateful for the opportunity, um, you know, that he gave me. I was in a, I was in a tough spot in the beginning when he came in. Um, and we were able to work through a lot of things. He's done so much for my family and I, um, so I'm forever grateful for what he's done. He, uh, I don't know if I've met somebody who has so much energy at all times of the day. Um, like if you were looking at him, you could never really tell what time it is. Cause it could be 6am or like 10pm at night. And he was just hardwired to work 24 seven. Um, and you can tell how much football means to him. It's always on his mind. He just wants the best for everybody. Um, and I know the program is going to do extremely well. Um, we ended this past season at um, eight and three, which obviously wasn't where we needed to be, but they're definitely trending in the right direction. Um, Coach Brady has it going the right way, no doubt. Um, especially, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, I know they're going to be fine. Uh, Dan McEwen is the defensive coordinator. And Coach Mack and Coach Prudholm are going to continue to do great things for their position groups as well. Um, Coach Brady has a great staff underneath of him. Um, and he's going to do great. I mean, he's destined for – like, if you were around him, it's hard to say. Like, over the phone, you have to be around him to see the way that he truthfully does care and works. I mean, his – his car is at the facility like 24 seven. And I feel like I'm there a lot and his car is always parked in the driveway. And it's sometimes would irk me because I wanted to be there more than other people and get that extra, extra time. in. and he was always there. So I've been very blessed. You know, I think Marcellus and I both have, um, to have so far the coaching change is difficult, but, Ultimately, you have to do what you need to do individually first. And those coaches are going to recognize your talent, your character, and, you know, your ability to play. And you'll be on the field if if, if you should be. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think one thing that I don't want to say you guys are undervalu- undervaluing a little bit, 8-3 and three is still a really good record. And I think one thing that people don't really talk about is – back-to-back national champion, Ferris State, you guys went down to the wire with. So it's not like you guys are super far away from competing, in my opinion. You guys are really close to being able to compete with the best teams in your league. And if you can do that, I think you can compete nationally because you have great teams in GVSU, Ferris State, even Davenport had a really good year. So I definitely think 8-3 and three was a hell of a record, especially for the types of teams you guys have to play against. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on this one real briefly. Um, I mean, especially concerning Ferris. I, I unfortunately wasn't able to play in either of the past two games that we played against them in 2021. I was out um, with my – I had my ACL surgery that week. And then this past year, um, I got a little banged up in the Grand Valley game, which was the week beforehand. But um, so, I I mean, I personally think things would have been a little bit different had I been able to play. But ultimately, you know, you have to roll with what you have. And we came up a little bit short. But eight and three, it was a good year. It wasn't where the expectations of the, you know, the older guys wanted us to end up. Obviously, everybody was extremely hungry to get into the playoffs and get a chance at that. But, you know, you quickly learn 
while you can continue to have your eyes on other people, you always have to handle your business first. And ultimately we didn't, and you have to take that on the chest. And the only thing you can do is use that as fuel for yourself individually. And I guess in Saginaw's case, you know, they can use that moving forward to make a run at the playoffs this coming year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely think you guys are going to use as motivation. And we'll talk about that on how you use that motivation once we talk about when you transfer and why you transfer to Valdosta State and UMass. But before we get to that point, um, what are you guys' like favorite memory at like SVSU while playing football, and maybe a fam- favorite memory off the field if you're allowed to talk, to talk about that? Because I know sometimes memories <laughs> off the field <laughs> can be a little wild, uh, and in college. Uh, Trust me, uh, when I um, played a sport at Hope, there's there's some crazy memories I, I heard about. So, go ahead. So, uh, I would say one of my the on the field memories, like one of my favorite ones, is obviously I'm sad Jake didn't be wasn't able to be a part of it. But when in 2021 in October we went down to uh, Texas and beat Texas A&M Commerce. And they were ranked, like, really high at the time. They were ranked, like, number five in the preseason. And we were just coming off of a loss to Grand Valley the week before. And we got smoked by Grand Valley. And it was, like, one of those things where we are like, all right, like, our starting quarterback is out. Um, we're rolling in there with a true freshman that they burned their red shirt that week. And it was one of those things where, like, we basically knew, like, it was going to be all hands on deck to win that game. And it, we ended up winning it in overtime 2017. Uh, it was one of the craziest things I think I've ever been a part of, like no matter what sport I was playing in general. But that was one of my favorite on-field memories. Off-the-field memories, I think like one of my favorite things that obviously is like I just really enjoyed like the locker room. Obviously, I can't really speak on like a lot of stuff that goes on there. But like I think the locker room is one of my favorite places to be. Like I still miss it. Like I've only been gone for like two months, but I really miss – just being in there with all the guys and talking about different things with everybody. Cause like one of the coolest things about football locker room is like everyone's from different places of the world. So like, or the country. So like when they're, so like when you're talking to somebody from a different state, they have a totally different idea of how to do things when they did things, when they graduate high school, different ethnicity, different religion, like stuff like that's just super interesting to me. And that's one of the things I'll miss the most about being here. I would say, I don't know if I have extremely, you know, specific in-depth moments, um, but I think over time you come to realize while the games are great, that's obviously why you, you know, that is why you play, like to go out on Saturdays and perform. But as you get older and you become more mature, you understand that there's like truthfully, I, I mean, beauty in the struggle of the days that are tough you know, on the field um, with all your boys at 6 a.m. in the morning in the summers when it's pretty hot or grinding out practices uh, week eight, week nine, week 10. While to the outside eye, it looks like absolutely no fun. That's, I mean, that's where I really truthfully built relationships and you built a bond with people is when times got tough and, you know, you grew from those situations. And then, yeah, on Saturday, you got to go let it loose and enjoy yourself. 
but it was really after those extremely tough days where you sat back and you kind of looked around at who you just did that with and you were like damn you know we're gonna be okay we got through it like uh, fight to see another day and I mean outside of outside of football and whether it's off season in season I think just developing those relationships where, you know, you, you travel with a couple guys, you go up, you know, maybe to their lake house or you go visit their house. Um, you know, you become close with other people's families. That's, that's the stuff that to me will last forever. I mean, developing relationships with guys who are, you know, who have been alumni for longer than, you know, I guess, I guess I'm an alumni Marcellus has taken like 17 years to graduate, but like <laughs> basically, you know, being able to still text those guys and just hit them up. And when you hit them up, you immediately think of the moments that, you know, you were doing this with them or um, you were just kicking it at home, talking about life or football or school, whatever it may be. Um, so, I mean, I can't honestly pinpoint a whole lot because I enjoyed it all. Like every day was an opportunity to, have fun, but also learn, learn and grow with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the one thing I really love about sports is not only watch it, the ability to grow as a person and ability to grow bonds with your teammates that you might not get to see very often, or you play a couple years with them and then you like, you and I, Jake, you even said that, hey, we haven't talked very much or we haven't seen each other very much, but then we saw each other this weekend and then I end up shooting a me- message to you and you're more than willing to jump on, So, which I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you jumping on as, well, Marcellus. And it's just awesome being able to really rely on those teammates of yours and just say, hey, you know what? I might be going through something or, Hey, do you want to hang out? It's like you were never gone. It's just like you meet up and it was like you said, Jake, it was like you experienced it before. Like yep. even no matter how long you were gone for. Absolutely. I agree. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that we talked about earlier in this podcast is recruiting how that all works out and you guys had to go through that process again um they had to go through the transfer portal and in sports especially in football there's all these conversations going on about the transfer portal what should be allowed what shouldn't be allowed we can have a long discussion on that but you guys both experienced it by entering the transfer portal what was like the recruitment different in that and why did you choose your schools like why did you choose Valdosta State Jake and why did you choose UMass Marcellus I think the transfer portal has obviously became extremely saturated there's a lot of people in it for different reasons and I'll be the first one to say if if you're judging people for hopping into the transfer portal I, I don't think that's fair at all Everyone has their reasonings. Um, if you if you are confident in yourself and you think you can move up, why not go look and see if that's opportunity? If if you're not necessarily, um, you know, satisfied with where you're at, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to go look for somewhere else. Um, you know, everybody that's 
in the workforce has the opportunity for to look for different jobs. Um, now there are some people who maybe, you know, have to get their character in check or fix a couple things for themselves first before they're going to have success at any school, 100%. But um, I think it's a great asset for college athletes. I really do. Um, my recruiting in specific was – it wasn't extremely busy, but ultimately I started to understand that, you know, the quantity of schools over the quality – or I mean the quality, I guess, of the people who reached out to me, excuse me, over the, you know, the quantity or the large amounts um, meant more. I mean, I didn't have 10, 20, 30 plus offers, but the schools that I talked to, I was able to develop a really great relationship with. Um, and ultimately that led, led me to Valdosta. Um, for me, I've always had aspirations to live down south. I wanted to see what it's like. And I knew, you know, up until this point, football's taking me places I never thought I could go. And I just thought, why not continue to ride that wave and see what it can do for me this time? And it brought me a great opportunity to move down to, um, you know, the bottom of Georgia. I'll be down there in May. And I love their coaching staff. They've been great to me. Ultimately, the ability to relocate and be somewhere in the South was, you know, my number one, I guess, priority or what I was looking for in there. And I got that chance. And now it's just up to me to go down there and make the most of it um, and enjoy my time. So that's really about it. It was it was it wasn't a lot of traffic, I guess, as far as being recruited extremely heavy for me. But um, I, I found a great spot and I'm really looking forward to getting to work down there pretty soon. Yeah, I would say like. My recruitment was basically like a lot of FCS schools, which are like 63 scholarship division one schools, which is like pretty solid, honestly. Like Jake said, like when I first entered it, like what I first wanted to do was like, I wanted to play division one. Like that's one of those things that like I really wanted to do. So like, I think ultimately UMass was a place that I had always thought of going because I knew some of the coaches on the staff. And when I went out there for a visit in mid December, um, I loved it out there. I really loved – I've never been to the East Coast, really, so it was a new place to me. And then, obviously, like, when I, like, committed, um, some other schools have reached out, and, like, I'm still, like, kind of on the fence of, like, talking to them and then, like, talking – like, still being committed to UMass and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of cool, like, just exploring a lot of the options and, like, a lot of the places that are reaching out to me are places that I have never been at in the country. So I think that's super cool. Like, kind of like Jake said, like, he always had – um, aspirations of living down south so like when you can do that I think Valdosta is like one of the perfect spots for Jake because I knew like as his friend like he really wanted to move down south and like yeah it's still division two but like at the end of the day could he have gone to Ferris could he have gone to um, eastern or western like yeah he could have but like at the end of the day it's gonna be a new spot where he doesn't know anybody and then same for me like obviously I don't know anybody in the state of Massachusetts so I think that ultimately meeting new people and then just like, you know, just expanding like what you know and who you know is one of the most exciting things that I'm excited for. And I keep thinking about other than the fact of football. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that people don't really necessarily take into account when players enter the transfer portal. I think a lot of players that enter the transfer portal is doing it for the correct reasons, which is, 
again, to towards what Jake said, it's absolutely right that people get to enter the transfer portal, and now you get to do bigger and better things. Jake, you're playing at Valdosta State. They're one of the best teams in Division Two. That's no slouch in itself. Valdosta State has been competing and will probably compete for a national championship when you're there. Marcellus, you go in Division One. That's if that's for a lot of football players. That's their dream. You're playing Division One football, so you're both going different directions, but you're both achieving what you want to do. And I think that's really what the transfer poll is all about: is if you have the opportunity to get better, to step up, and get a chance to do what you want to do, then I think you should absolutely have every right to do it. And it really seems like the both of you have that opportunity and will be taking that chance. And it sounds like the coaches are taking a chance on you. Worked at Saginaw Valley State, and I'm very sure it'll work for both of you at Valdosta State and UMass as well. Yes, sir. 100%. I appreciate that. Yeah, so a couple more questions couple little things about NIL. I do know that's a big thing in sports nowadays. Um, we did talk a little bit about your goals kind of um, at both schools. I think you both just want to go in there, just prove that you belong. You're going to continue to work extremely hard. You're going to make an impact. I think that's kind of, if I had to guess, a lot of your goal is just being able to have fun enjoy it and being able to do what being able to do what you want to do and I think that's what you're doing yeah I I would say that's that's pretty much it um you know taking what we've learned from the school we've been at for the past five years and um, applying every you know every skill and the knowledge that we have and trying to help out guys at that school and also, you know, being a sponge and you're going to see something different. You're going to meet a whole completely different um, group of people on a team and you don't know what you can learn. You don't know who you're going to come across. Um, I mean, you basically just have to treat it as a networking opportunity and grow with, grow with the people you meet and also, you know, share a couple pieces of advice with them along the way and, I mean, my goal is to help this team get back to compete in the national championship like they did um, two years ago, and I think I'm a great fit for that. So, Yeah, I would just say one thing I'm excited about is obviously UMass hasn't been very successful um, in the past. So, like, one thing that I'm, like, super excited for is, is like, to make sure, like, hopefully as an older guy and, like, that has won some college football games, I can, like, make my presence known. I'm like, Hey guys, like this is how you do it. If you want to win, this is how you do this. So hopefully I can be like an older guy and set an example of just how to, how to be a great teammate, how to be a great veteran on the team and show the young cats. You haven't won very many games, how to win games. And then as I said, like, obviously I want to start and do everything in my power to start, but obviously there's a lot that has to play into that. So like, I think that's one thing I'm most excited for is just to show younger guys and like, how to bring a winning culture to a team that hasn't won that many games. Yeah. So got a few more questions. Um, what would you say is the greatest lesson you have learned from playing football? 
Go ahead, so you can go. I think you're up. Oh, uh, I think one of the greatest lessons I've learned is that like somebody is always going to be better than you and someone is always going to be outworking you. So I think one thing that I always kept in the back of my mind is that like someone is working really hard when I'm not working hard. So like when I, it is time to work hard, like I need to go like at all times. So like, that's one thing I, I use for motivation every day in the back of my mind is that I'm either going to be competing against or competing, competing with for a job. Um, that's working super hard and is doing more than me. So like, I always have to be on my A game. I think that's one of the biggest things that college football has taught me is just like, make sure like, you know, that you never peak and that you always are reaching to the point where you want to be great. I, uh, that, that honestly was probably what I was going to say, but I'll, I'll pivot a little bit and use a different example. I think, guys just don't give themselves enough credit and it's difficult when you're 18 19 years old and you show up to a team of 120 guys there's grown men obviously in there 22 23 years old like where Marcellus and I right now but like people are capable of so much more than they think and it's just consistently telling yourself in your head not being like extremely cocky but just being confident like you have to walk with the confidence that you're capable of doing whatever it is you feel like you can do. And when you get into a college setting, I mean, like at Saginaw with the resources they have, you can do anything you want. You can make it to the NFL if you put the time in. You can, like, obviously graduate. You can do literally whatever you want. I've witnessed it. I've seen, obviously, Marcellus going to play Division One football. Um, a guy like Nick Whiteside who came in in 2018 with Marcellus and I, he's now – um, prepping to have a pro day and get a shot in the NFL, which he will get an opportunity. Um, Trevor Nowoski is one of my roommates that I lived with this past year. Same thing. Um, he's prepping right now to play in a bowl game, and he's training um, for his pro day as well, and he's going to get a shot in the NFL. If you would have seen some of these guys when they came in, you know, I don't know if they would have they thought they'd be where they are. But as a young cat, if you go in and you have confidence that you know you can do whatever you want and you put the work in, like, it is so possible. And I tell a lot of people that, and they look, you know, they kind of get the, like, bug eyes looking at me. I'm like, no. If it, I mean, if, I, if I'm if i doing it, if if Sal's doing it, if some of the guys that you've seen, just what, what, what they came in with physically, you know, you know, from a mental standpoint, like, there are people leaps and bounds ahead already but it's just you have to put the time in day over day, like Marcelo said, and you can't get complacent when um, when success comes your way. You have to keep pushing and wake up every day and attack like you haven't done anything yet. So, Yeah, I think both those answers does a really good job of answering the next question was, what would your advice be to – football players that want to play in college. And I think both of you are basically saying, hey, just work, put in effort. There might be someone better than you. There might be a bunch of players better than you. But if you put in work, if you continue to go hard, you will get noticed. That effort won't be gone. That effort won't be nothing. If you put in that effort, if you really want to achieve your goals, if you really want to get to college football, if you want to achieve your goals in life, I feel like that's kind of the thing is just put in your effort, enjoy what you do, continue to work hard, 
And I think for a lot of people that continues to work out, I think it continues to work out for you guys as well. And I thought those were really well-worded statements on just great lessons that you learned. And hopefully people that are listening to this podcast take those lessons as advice from two players that have done it and that can prove, hey, you know what? We played at a great university in Saginaw Valley State. We can play at an even better level at a Division Two or even Division One that they can achieve their goals. And I definitely think that was an awesome statement and I think a lot of pe- people will really appreciate that. No doubt. Yes, sir. So one last question. This is more towards NIL. I think NIL is something that for a lot of people, um, it's a very interesting topic to talk about. I think a lot of people also think of Division One as NIL. I've heard of players in Division Two, players in Division Three having NIL deals. Is that really like a big impact? And what are your honest thoughts as Division Two players and now a Division One player in Marcellus on NIL and the deals that are being made? Uh, at the Division Two level, it's. I mean, to my knowledge, it's much it's much more scarce. Division three, I'm I'm sure as well. I may be wrong, but um, those NIL deals, things like that, are just not as common um, at the Division two level. But like I I I mean, I didn't have anything. I, I didn't really ever dive too deep into it. But I don't really think there's a lot wrong with them. And I mean, there's you're kind of like you're towing a fine line, but I think it's always important to go get what you're worth. And if people, you know, I mean, colleges are willing to give this, you know, this money to kids if they feel like that's their worth and that they're going to bring success to their program. I don't really know how you can fault a kid for, um, you know, going after NIL deals. There's a lot of other variables that go into choosing a school, and ultimately you have to perform when you get to that school. But um, ultimately, you know, you, you get paid You get paid for what you've done, not always necessarily what you're going to go do. You see that at every – you know, you see that at the NFL. You see that um, in different sports as well. Like you sign those big contracts. I mean, the expectations are high, but you're getting paid for what you've done in the past. And I think – you know, once you get paid, then it's up to you what you do with it. Um, I don't really have much experience with it. Um, I, I assume it's it's a whole nother variable to college sports, and there's probably a lot of different pros and cons to it. But um, Marcellus may have some opportunities at the Division One level that, you know, I don't know if he knows of that he can speak on. I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on it, and – Unless something pops up, I won't. I mean, I've seen a couple people that have gotten involved in some some minor stuff on the side, but nothing too big. Yeah, I would say, obviously, Jake kind of talked about the D2 level, like not having that many opportunities. and There's just not a whole lot of money involved in it, so obviously not. But at the D1 level, obviously, like um, I talked to some guys of where I'm committed and then some guys that have gone to some other schools. I think like one of the best things, like, 
is restaurants, especially like, like obviously the big time guys get paid money, like to promote certain things. But like, I think a huge benefit would be restaurants and like getting connected with the owners, especially small business owners. Cause in the town of like where you're committed to. So like, obviously like an old lineman's not going to get the big time NLI deal for 1.2 million to promote a car, promote a drink or anything like that. So like one thing I've obviously like been looking up is like, what can I do? Like maybe promote a restaurant, a small business or anything like that. Just, just to get my name out there and meet new people. Obviously, like I talked about before and do anything I can just to put my name out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's completely understandable. So yeah, that's really kind of the last question that I had. Jake Marcellus, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Talking with you guys was absolutely awesome. You guys are more than welcome. And at any time, if you want to come join. So yeah, thank you again so much for taking your time out of the day. And I really wish you guys the best of luck at your two schools, Valdosta State and UMass. Hey, I appreciate it, man. You let us, uh, you let us know what we need to do to help you out. Um, and we will do that, but I mean, I appreciate you having us on as well and able to share a little bit of, uh, a little bit of knowledge that we have so far through, through college sports. Yes, sir. I pre- I appreciate you too, man. Um, maybe like we can do one after the season and talk about the experience that, of what we've gone through at our two new schools. And I've always been down to go on, just hit me up or hit Jake up and I'm always down to do it. Yeah. Sounds absolutely. good to me. Yeah. So best of luck to you guys. Have a great night and thanks again for joining. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Take it easy.